0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Horsemanship Remark Show. I'm one minute late this morning. Sorry. And let's see. It's February, and this is sort of the Valentine's edition, I guess, because um, it is going to be Valentine's Day, I don't know, next week. It's a funny thing, right? I always forget it for some reason. You know, it's still crazy to think that it's 2023. Every every morning, like, I write it, and I'm just like, when am I going to get over it? <laughs> Lisa, good morning. She's up early. Debbie, good morning. I'm going to see those girls this weekend. We're having a little pony party, so I'm really looking forward to it. Corey isn't here yet this morning. I haven't seen her, but... Um, I need to wash Novella's tail. I've been dragging my feet. You know it's cold, but it takes a few times because she has. Mhm. Yeah, and she has oh, very um, porous hair. Like just compared to Lil, who so had very fine. Like her hair is definitely her her tail hairs. Yeah, are definitely um, different. So. So I rode Zorro since I think we chatted last, right? <laughs>
1: wait what did we chat last about well Zorro. i think
0: just that i hadn't ridden him but i was thinking it would be good because we i had taken care of him all winter for the first time didn't we talk about that but oh, you know he's had a couple months off right so i did ride yep. him so i did get him out and it, it is always fascinating what happens after some time off if you have spent time together right and yeah it all it all was you know how it is it's it's all there it's all just sitting right there and i was telling nathan i guess that he's so happy to be out too and nathan's like what does that mean exactly? You know, what does happy seem like? And that's, I thought that would be a great question for us to talk about this this show a little bit. Like, what do you perceive when you you have the thought, oh, my horse is happy, or my horse is so unhappy? We could just take those two, right? Because again, a little bit anthropomorphizing, but I don't know how else to, to say it. It's not, why do I always get into that? Just because some other people say it, I always feel like I have to defend it, even though I completely disagree. (laughs) So dumb. So my answer was right away, that I didn't feel that he wanted to be somewhere else. (laughs) You know, that draw to the barn, or whatever the deal. No. That could just be that the horse is hurtbound, of course, and and but also you know when the horse is like, oh, are we done yet? Or when are we going to be done? Or I don't really understand this, or whatever the case may be. So that was the first thing that I thought of is that I'm sitting up there thinking, his he has no interest in being being somewhere else. He's like, oh, finally, like, good. Let's do some stuff. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and and then strength things. Like, I hadn't really seen his passage online for a while, and we've just been playing around. Like, at the end of the season last year, we were playing around with just a poofier trot. Because, you know, when we got him, when I got him, it was like, he could, it wasn't, you know. So... That I think was an interesting little piece of data because it, it, I mean, he hasn't been working out. Now, he runs around his little orchard that he's in, you know, his acre. But it's not like he's been working out and he's not on a hill. It's muddy, so he maybe has to use his muscles for that. But, but. It was very interesting because it was way more correct than I've seen it. And, and it, you know, when, when a horse is just throwing out a gajillion things because they're just like, we're doing something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just it me. didn't feel like that. It just, it actually did feel like exuberance, which all those words, you guys, you know that those have not been things. For him, so it was so cool. I'm so heartbroken that he is cribbing. When
1: last did he leisure, start cribbing? i
0: think did i I feel like i i hmm. I've told a lot of people i it. it's, it's on one hand like I feel ashamed, but on the other hand, I'm like, you know, I called uh, crying last year, uh, you know. I just, it was like, it wasn't going away and there was nothing I was going to be able to do about it. And here's my one, you know, glorious, fancy horse that can do everything that I wanted, you know? And, but really, I've had a lot of time to think about it. And he was always very mouthy, as you remember, as a stallion, which maybe a lot of stallions are, but extra, 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 right? And Mm -hmm. very much. Would would pull on things ever since I've known him, you know, for would grab things and pull. So, unfortunately, it's not not a far A far cry. So, I don't know if there was anything I could do about it. Um, he's healthier than he's ever been, you know, the best he's so it's not like he's he has ulcers or something like that. Um, and he. He's happier than he's ever been. but I'm just thinking and if anybody has ideas let me know because like the big thing is I'm thinking that like when we go somewhere you saw see the thing is when he was in Dayton in summer if it's like a new environment and mm-hmm. he's distracted enough but did you, you guys anyone who was there would have seen him playing with the with the bars and I would, you know, go running up to him and just be like, it's not good for you. So here, he's in an environment uh-huh. like I have him in, in the orchard. He can't crib on anything because uh, it's all, you know, it's all hot wire. Except for he did find the post, the one post that was still out there. And I've heard some crazy stories about horses that were confirmed cribbers that even were cribbing on their own knees oh god like it's so bad and because he just recently started i thought okay well let's just not get this going to the to the point where it's a heroin addiction you know, over the top. Someone can like to take cocaine a few times on occasional parties, you know, but there's a difference between that and just being hooked on the oxy, right? So Mm -hmm. Lisa says Benny is still mouthy, wants to put everything in his mouth. You know, well keep your eyeballs out for if he starts to pull it I mean Zoro would pull boards down, carry things around, you know, he and Lisa's other horse, Jake. Would carry things around too. It's 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 funny because you have horses that are wood chewers that never turn into curvers. You know, I don't know. Anyway, my point is that when I think about showing him or taking him to clinics or you know whatever, like I don't want him distracting everybody. Like he cannot be in his stall just so. I don't know even if I would be allowed to put. I could probably put a fake little string, and he wouldn't you know do it but at first I was thinking everything I could do
1: we just spread tobacco on the spots where you I mean
0: you wonder at a show or something what people would even allow or think was abusive but side
1: that can be pretty <laughs> that can be pretty discreet but yeah I mean if some. Someone thinks it's abusive you don't want that to come off that way but I mean heck it's a spicy food that we eat how abusive is that you know yeah it's like discouraging I don't know I
0: don't know if he's going to be able to cope with being again if he's interested in what's going on then he tends to tone it down a good amount Mm. um and at first that was like part of what I was thinking, okay, well, he just needs, you know, I need to make sure he has enough exercise and that he's just definitely um, uh, satisfied mentally, emotionally, physically, like all the things, those of you guys that have had curbers, um know. And, and they're very, the thing with Zorro is that he's, he's a very different, he's, he's different than what I've seen before because it's not frantic; it's very, very methodical. And this is like what he would do: again, carrying things around, pulling boards up—you know, like all the things. He, it, it wasn't. I don't know. You see horses, like especially race horses, that cut, and they're just like, you know, just beside themselves. It's, mm. it's not really like that. And I watch him from the kitchen. You know, and he's quite happy to just take a nap, stand around, run around with Vivian, play in the trees. Like, it's, you know, he, he doesn't seem, like, over the top, you know. So, yeah. anyway, I'm not sure what to do. That's that's my biggest concern. And, and, of course, from the people that I've, the other folks that I've talked to, like Buck, for instance, he's like, just enjoy him. And there's nothing you can do about it there's that is what I have consistently heard which one does not want to hear about their 13 year old dream horse that is that is finally yes. this is what made me think about it is that like I was riding him the other day and in the barn again I have a little hot wire across the front of his his deal so he can be in his stall content which he is when you take that off the table you know but it's, he was so good. He felt so amazing, so strong, so interested. And again, not in a frantic way. I was thinking about that too with him, the difference between engagement, mental engagement, in a way that is peaceful. Is that the right way to say it?
1: Sort of mentally engaged but kind of jazz kind of jazz or kind of like
0: mentally engaged the franticness sometimes of horses that are either trying to guess you know which is what he would do but he was the thing is he has had a great life for a long time right i know where he came from since he was four, and so Mm -hmm. the kindest most amazing care But it's just taken, but he was only gelded at nine, right? So it has maybe taken some time. And of course he was in training full time. And with me, it's a way more relaxed. And the other thing is some, you know, every person is going to have a different frequency that they want their horses at, right? probably suit him very well in what he i think what he does well with but i don't know what do you think about that let's peaceful works lisa says jake still carries stuff around yeah i mean in beth's source louis you'd see him just carrying things around in the field but the funniest story about um Zorro, I think I told this on the show, one of those days is that we, you know, the little feed tubs, the little rubber feed tubs, right? I told you. Oh, so when he lived at the campus, you know, Beth was like, because we have like 30 of them there, you know, and they get washed every day and whatever. And I was like, what in the hell? I know I have less than I did, like significantly less of these around and of course looking everywhere and Zorro and Davina had a had a you know a uh that's door up the back so like looking ev- like just everywhere and then she finally had given him a pink one which we not normally have all the black ones but she had given him a pink one one day and and that was the one that was missing and she's like so she didn't leave his stall until she looked down the slot between the two stalls, which is just big enough for him to have filled it full of feet down, like the oh any down the thing. There were like fifteen That's of them. in there.
1: Hilarious! <laughs> That's really funny.
0: So the mine, and so I was. Um, bemoaning this the other night the mind of the iberian and i just i don't know for sure if that's that's what contributes to it probably not i would i would say um i think honestly the trick training is probably more likely the culprit I i would think but and that's that's
1: for the, the over
0: the overstimulation i think yeah. that's that's the part that like so with novella we're not doing that we are not going to do that i'm going to try it although i have occasionally asked him to do things but he's been a great study for. so he knows how to lay down he knows how to bow he knows spanish walk you know things like that that I mean, I don't even want to talk about it because I'm so dis. It sounds so disrespectful because all of those things have a place in certain systems, and they're way beyond trick training.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know whether there's a better way to say that.
1: Yeah. Do you think the more those are? Uh, presented within a highly developed, well-thought-out system, very regimented system, taught at the proper moment, in the proper way, to specific ends, intentional ends, then they have more meaning than just a, perhaps a parlor trick. I
0: think that w- up in
1: the air I high.
0: my guess is that that would really matter. I would say, Michael, that that is exactly what I've sort of been thinking of. Because there's no way that the thing in and of itself can be the problem.
1: Well I wonder though, and too in terms of frequency, even high level training can be done at different frequencies. You know? Even even high level training, the horse's mind on some level of peace, can be done at different frequencies. And so, if it is like highly performative, maybe the horse even loves their job, they've been educated very systematically, everything has a place, it makes sense. The horse is not confused or kind of badgered into anything, they just have systematically understood gradually. But they're kind of performing with this zest and that zest has to be a part of it when you when you said um frequency again is like okay that takes me right back to the love conversation because when we had that whole back and forth on can you love your horses and is it horsemanship You know, is that the definition of horsemanship? I'm like, well, and like, I know tons of people that love their horses that practice nothing like what we would call horsemanship. Because they're looking for a frequency or a level of static in their horses that they think their horses are great. They care about their horses. They care for their horses. They think the world of their horses. They enjoy being with their horses. But there is so much pent up in this horse. And that's how they like it. Okay. So that's maybe on from my perspective a, a more of a negative because I don't think it's really that desirable to the horse. But I think you can also have a high you know frequency, a high level of energy and intensity, high frequency to the activity, to the energy that isn't doesn't have any trouble. It's just high powered, high performance. And when you start talking about Zorro being that way and your, uh, your frequency being less, and then we tie in these different movements. If I, I would imagine you could operate those if you had them as part of your system, more intricate, placed in as part of the curriculum that had a specific reason. I mean, I was just reading Hans's book last night again and, you know, just very detailed in explaining how this ties into that and that ties into this and this is the core pieces and then from there you do this and da-da-da. And then you could probably accomplish that with a good bit of the same kind of culture frequency between you and not have it have this kind of show-stopping kind of stage presence zest to it. But it would have to be, I mean, not have to be, but I imagine you'd get there more readily if it was part of A system within which it had a place. It wasn't just this little sideshow you did.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, the thing is that Zoro was taught in a system. In a very, very well thought out, very tried and true system. Mm hmm. Uh, uh, Nigel, that was me, just. Is
1: it? Am I reading what Lynn said? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, ha- I had an interesting conversation with a friend recently about horses who get overly fixated on getting the reward and how important it is for the trainer to avoid setting that tone for the horse. Yeah, because then it, it distracts from the the actual goal of the behavior and the goal becomes, well, not the, the behavior is the goal, the, the the doing something together, act act and reward.
0: Here's the thing, though. What is the reward? I, maybe the same thing applies, Lynn. It's a great, and I would agree,
1: 100%. Well, the word fixated just has a kind of negative connotation to it. I think that's the problematic piece, not that they want the reward. mm I mean. Mm-hmm
0: it's an interesting way to think about it, overly fixated on the reward. So Lynn, what do you, how do Uh you think, and what was your discussion with this person on if, if the reward is peace, does that fit into the same sentence? Like can a horse even be overly fixated on peace?
1: Depends on what you want their frequency to be. (laughs) And or, you know, yeah, how jazz do you want them to operate? Yeah,
0: I I mean, I think the statement is 100% correct. I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a very, very fine line that probably a lot of folks are, if they're being thoughtful, we come across it and there's two, there's two elements to what you're saying that I think is interesting. And and the first one to me is, is we need to think about how the whole thing is coming about. And then the second part of that is the life component. I've been thinking about life again recently, a, a good amount. I was watching somebody else try to get their horse alive. And we're going to talk about this next week. You guys, we're all going to talk about this next week in terms of the timing of adding power so that you get power and relaxation at the same time. I don't even know if that's the right way to say but power and peace maybe at, at the same time. Because this is the thing. If someone like you, let's say, wants their horse at a little bit higher frequency than I want mine, which we've had this discussion before, and we could say the same thing maybe about... I was going to say Buff, but we better we better ask him that next month. <laughs> when, But you guys remember, we should ask about that. That would be a really good thing to have him talk about. I guess he's really said to some degree that everybody needs to know what what they can handle but that's different than the discussion about Mm -hmm. what's optimal then the other part of this this thing that I've been thinking about is when does it become a trick and we're going to read Lynn's comment here in a second because it can't possibly be about the thing I don't think so, because we're asking the horses to do all sorts of things that aren't natural to the horse. Get in a horse trailer, wear a saddle, like, Mm. I don't know. Do Tempe, this is how it came up. Is someone that I really respect was, was questioning whether or not one Tempe's were just a trick. Or like, well, I don't like it when it just looks like a trick. And I was like, yeah, what's the difference between
1: twos or fours and ones? I don't know who you're talking about or what quality they're describing, but you can definitely see there is definitely a difference between (laughs) fours, twos, or ones done to a high degree and a horse that just kind of skips side to side, but doesn't have real looseness and how they, they move. There's not. We were talking stiff...
0: about it in the best case scenario though. Yes. Where it just Very looks like, like the paragon. Right. One, where it's like the horse was born yeah. to do it. This is just essentially another gate. How could mm-hmm. that, what's the downside to that?
1: I was was just reading that in Hans's book last night was like, he says essentially a new gate. It's like, they learn, they can just find the rhythm of that. It's not, you're not actually, you don't have a stride. Like there's not a rhythm, four beats, three beats, it's switch, switch, switch. So it becomes a stride. Maybe
0: it's the person.
1: The attitude. I was just going to say, it's the attitude with which you're Doing it oh, if it's yeah. a look at me.
0: Okay, but why else would we be doing ones? I don't, I don't know either. Uh, like, but why would we be doing any of it other
1: know. than just like? <laughs> okay. Okay, so it, it makes me think of whenever Dance Monkey comes on, because there's a few people at the barn that have that on their Buck Ramen playlist. Did play you list. see the one
0: I just did today? Now you guys can add thumbs by Sabrina
1: Carpenter. Yeah, I saw the thumbs on that. It's freaking amazing. Except the little flash of light is like right at the moment, just before the transition, right on the hind legs. Ill-placed.
0: I will I mean, it highlighted it, but it also obscured. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, heads up. Uh, By the time I publish something... (laughs) And it's already taken me forever to <laughs> no crit- get
1: it just right. No criticism is welcome. <laughs> All right. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. i to critique it past. Uh, But anyway, anyway, Stephanie likes to mess with it anytime Dance Monkey comes on. Not always, but she will occasionally. And just seeing if he can set one foot, one foot, and kind of do it in rhythm with the song, which... Is it that, that? Oh, no, I remember Buck was saying that Ray at one point walked behind him forward right up to the front feet. And, you know, he wouldn't do it a lot. It's not like something he could do, but he had the ability to do it. And it's a little bit the dance monkey thing. It's not like a trick Buck is like teaching his horse or something he does to show off as much as he's just kind of Maybe just having fun with your horse, one, and two, just seeing how smooth it can be, same as a short serpentine, or as anything else that you're wanting it to just the horse turn loose to you. So why not have that kind of elegance in a Spanish walk or one tempe's or you know, if you if you have that level of seamless, willing communication and it it really has feel to it rather than just I have no feel or kind of poison presence in me that's saying hey let's do the spanish walk together it's just me holding up a, a target and your leg lifts up and smacks it or whatever i don't know i don't want to overstep my bounds and like critique someone in their thing when i don't know or do anything like it so you're, you're no. much more comfortable because, doing that. Than
0: because I mean. I've, I've, <laughs> because there's so much, because it is an impossible veil between how everybody does it, you know? Meaning you can never really know the condition of somebody's heart or how they're using anyway. it. Because like I said, at a certain point, what's the difference between a short serpent serpentine mm-hmm. or a, you know, a nice leg yield
1: and and one tempies or Spanish rock. That is unnecessary. It's just showing up.
0: Yeah. Will you read Lynn's comments?
1: Yeah. Sure. Well, I think we missed one of Lisa's comments. Lisa said first, I think every horse is different, like every person is different. Every horse is going to handle stimulus and rewards differently. And and Lynn said, depends on how piece is presented. Do you stop the horse completely to allow the piece or do you allow the piece to flow from you to the horse during the movement? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, we had that conversation with Gary around that, having it flow, you know, having them working their mouth and kind of turning loose in motion. Sometimes it's like I find myself wanting that and then not allowing for it to come over time where you're releasing for by stopping and letting to allow the piece and then letting them kind of find it that way. And so they loosen up enough that it kind of comes in the flow of the movement. I don't know, it's a side thing I've been thinking. You can think so? sideways. No. i don't know what i have to say on it except that the other day i was like can't we just turn loose in the movement here and it just wasn't coming i was like okay i'm just gonna release for a lot more things and let you stop and work your mouth and think about it feel successful and then gradually work harder our- oh, okay now we're loose through the whole thing so
0: yeah and, and and the only that's all thing that right away comes to mind, and this is, of course, as you know, something that we've been discussing with Buck since the day we met him, the release and the reward are two separate things. And so releasing to the piece, maybe this is what Lynn, what you're referring to is releasing into the peace or into the reward, you know, lighting, like a little, little bit of sunlight, <laughs> um, spring grass, oh, God, I'm ready for the grass to grow, is I, the fine line between like doing something, stopping, and then hoping that the horse is going to get peace out of that versus... Doing something, feeling understanding and a, a a feeling of peace start to start to come forth. However, you want to say that to 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 bubble up or to blossom <laughs> or whatever. I'm annoyed with words this morning, as you could tell. And then you st- and then you release into the, that peace that is in other And Gary would say, let it float which, which he does, but whether or not you're on your way to stopping or just in that moment, allowing it to carry, there's a difference between releasing and then, and then hoping that the horse arrives at peace versus feeling that peace start to come into being mm-hmm, and then letting it happen. Oh.
1: Yeah, because yeah, you can definitely have, you know, stop and let that moment come or stop and have that moment not come and not come and not come, you know, depending on when you stop. I mean, if push comes to shove and the horse isn't relaxing, you know, give it a moment to to get there if if that's going to get you there. But... You know, we're not saying there's anything wrong with doing that. But I think what I was thinking this week is not wanting to do the latter of just like, oh, well, I'm going to stop here and hopefully the horse lets down. It's obviously not what I'm going for. I'd really rather see it just like they turn loose in the flow of the movement. But then go, I don't think there's enough of a break in this that the horse is like it goes one, I was doing the half circle exercise. So it goes from one element to the next where there's a little bit of input that might be interjected to say, okay, and I need to do this you do that. Um, keep the drift there, whatever, I'll come forward. And even if none of that is very intense, you can go, yeah, there you go, but then it's, momentarily, right on to the next thing you're kind of asking of them, as opposed to there you go. And there is like the flicker of you turning loose and you having the right idea. I need to throw you a bone and say there that's, that's it. Like that's one of the component pieces, if you will. And, And
0: really Mark, you
1: know, some horses, this horse particular is very easily overwhelmed. I mean, this is where I started with her was, like, you're gonna have to just pause and let her reflect. That's maybe the thing I should have thought yesterday as I was know a couple days ago while I was working at is like, this, this is absolutely where I had to start with her because if i i tried to explain all of it all right at one t- time at the beginning without kind of saying yeah there you go yeah there you go with like legit not stop for five minutes but legit like stop and let her kind of breathe and get her feet stopped and think about what she just did and then you start again and it's not like we stopped for a long time or it wasn't like i was stopping and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for her to let down, but letting her get settled for smaller things, letting her get her feet settled and then resuming is what got me to where she, she can now tolerate a lot more learning in the moment and knowing that letting down is a safe thing and being able to handle Handle a little bit more pressure, but let down in the midst of all that because it was just pressure that was saying, "Hey, let's do something a little different." It's not anything you're not being threatened here. Or you're just we're just interacting, right? Whereas at first, every interaction was threatening. So I guess that day it was mostly just me being willing to go back on some level because of the energy in the room as much as anything her needing maybe more space to be handed the bone a little bit along the way to give her no you're okay no rush not that i was trying to rush her but like if it just kept going and too many inputs she wasn't finding her way there anyway about finding getting them (laughs) working their mouth in the movement and your ears rolling and blinking and the whole thing turn loose. It's like, well, yeah, of course. Like, that's a, it's, not any, it's not anything like, oh my gosh, I never thought of that. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's, that's been <laughs> uh, my freaking goal. The whole time. Can, can I accomplish that all the time without feeling like, God dang it, why isn't this coming through? What am I doing?
0: It is worth giving a you know. lip service, though, just because we do, we, do see it, probably. And if if, two, you could miss it, just because you're not thinking about it. Now, getting it to happen intentionally is is one thing. But it happening. Yeah. Don't ignore that. Right? Realize that that is the... So I think that's, it's worth at least acknowledging. Will you read this other one, please?
1: Um, hold on. Didn't see it come. Okay. I think it might have something to do with the rhythm. A staccato kind of rhythm in release and reward doesn't seem to fit many horses well. Zoro seemed like he would dislike that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the people that trained him have a lot of feel before me. So, but you're right, Lynn. Absolutely. He, he, he's so sensitive. That's, that's the thing. Um, and that's why for words, I'm telling you this morning, I can hardly bear it. Of course he's sensitive. It's so dumb to say. I I don't even know why. I, I wish there was a different way to say it. I noticed the, the 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 details that he is that he is taking in all the time and technical details that he just uh, learned to to just let things be fuzzier because the human cannot keep up with how how his mind was going and we had to ratchet it back a little bit so that he could calm down so that we could be together, you know, but, but you know, I've, I've struggled with just like, dude, I'm sorry. I can't control my body to the degree that you can feel all the different possibilities of, of what, you know, I'm doing. But I, I do think Lynn, you're a hundred percent right. That's exactly what I was thinking also. Is that the rhythm and the flow of it is what the super skilled horsemen that I've observed do really well. And that's what you and I, Michael, have been hunting, you know, so so many, all these years is at first having those very clear markers puts the, the whole process on the menu for the horse right? We've used this so effectively. Mm -hmm. Then how quickly do you roll it into a flow? And then what does the flow get to be so that you're not stifling the process or, or slowing down the process or being out of rhythm? And then the other thing that occurred to me is, is when at a certain point, if you are developing a horse, let's just say. Oh my god. <sighs>
1: Words get Could there know. be
0: anything dumber to say? If you're developing a horse, let's just say.
1: You oh <laughs> could be just
0: this is the thing is that the the stopping the horse starts to there's a little bit of a bait and switch that can happen if if you if the horse is at a certain development level so your stopping gets to be like in between doing the next thing the next thing the next thing it seems to me that the horse would want you to be in flow a little bit more because It's kind of a gotcha at a certain point. Unless you're just, let's say, you're you're at the beginning, like with that horse that's frantic, and you're like, okay, the whole point is to get this horse to dial in and be like, okay, we're friends, there's puzzles with answers. But a year down the road, or three years down the road, the horse knows the the process. And so this waiting, Mm -hmm. unless you're seriously going to stop check your phone, you know, chat with your friends or whatever, which are all super valuable things to do in the process of, of teaching like a big long pause and then getting started again is a little bit like what Buck has talked about to, to us at clinics, you know, where he puts his ride in, but then he doesn't right away go to demonstrating something else for someone over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And we've all seen him do things in class during class, so that might sound like it's contradictory, but there there will be reasons why he would do something like that.
1: He, he chooses when, when that's appropriate. I can just call you up at any point and demand this out of the blue of you. It's the it's the sensitivity to the to. I don't well, know. How I do, do you put words to that? Because absolutely he he would want to and could pull his horse back up out of any sort of state of rest and they don't, you know, fall asleep with him. But I mean, they are quite peaceful and they know the game's over for a while and he could pull them out of that and get right to demonstrating about anything he's doing on that horse. But He's, he is decidedly not going to go, Oh, you want me to show you that? Okay, horse, wake up and let's just do to do and just to show someone something when he's either already demonstrated it or he's going to, you know, I'll show, let me show you that in a bit when he's kind of already riding his horse again and then the horse is with him and especially if it's something that's like a little bit more kind of requires the juices to be flowing. He's not going to go from a slumber to turn on the afterburners or something.
0: Right. You're 100% right. I'm just saying that, of course, he can, and we've seen him do that. Yeah. But but, but there's all different levels yeah. of, of horses in class, too. You know, so sometimes that, I'm sure, that factors in. But moving...
1: Maybe... Well, and the horse, I think. He's not going to... He's not going to compromise his horse's development and hop out of order for what that horse is prepared to do successfully either. He's mindful of the horse he's on as much as he's mindful of every student in the class.
0: Yeah. It it probably has to do with the same thing. Are you doing it just as a trick? Or or not? I, that is a very difficult. Like, there's clearly something there, a concept and something. There is definitely something between, and I think you guys are all right that it has a little bit to do with ego. And why is the human doing it? That's very, very difficult because, like doing a job with a horse they obviously can get to really like that maybe that's because they understand it or maybe that's because there's something in them that 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 is naturally the horse wants to to get something done we could say perhaps that the horse is naturally here <laughs> us to do something with I don't know it would depend but but are you doing it for the ego of it maybe that applies in class as well like are you doing it just because you have to do it but could that be considered doing a job and I think to myself how I do it when I'm teaching off my horse but I've never forgotten him saying that I don't just call my horse back out of nothing just to show someone I can do it or just to show someone just to demonstrate. He said he got his horses upset. We we should ask him more about that because I'll bet you that has to do with the feeling of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Because you can do a job being mindful of your teammates. Like, even horses aside, but you know, but imagine you're doing a job on a horse. You can do a job being mindful of your teammates, mindful of your horse, or you can do a job and just ram and jam everyone around and get the job done. And you might, might look all like hot stuff because you got the job done efficiently or, you know, quickly or, you know, did a, a good job, but everyone else is. Pissed off at you, or you know, resenting you, or burned out because you just used them up. And I think that's the spirit with which he, at least my understanding of why he is not going to just conjure them up out of this spot at someone's will and command, like they're a puppet for someone else to direct.
0: And maybe that comes back.
1: Someone else being the person saying, hey, can you show me this? You know, yes, maybe my job, maybe the horse's job, but Mm
0: -hmm. I'll show you. And so back to the idea of does a horse get peace from a, a release, like essentially from stopping or at a certain point, does that just become like them...
1: Well people use the word "relief" a lot. we don't, <laughs> I know, but people do
0: kid, okay, let's talk about a yeah. word I know for sure I don't like. go ahead, yes
1: i know I know where some of the people that I know of that use it were that who they kind of picked it up from um because there's someone that I know that uses it and then others because of him uses it very intentionally as relief, which is not at all how, um, what we're after or how we want to think about it or how I try to think about it. But I think if that's your word, then just quitting is, that's what relief is in a lot of ways. Like I'm just, you you're just... Give me a break, man! Finally, and then the horse's relief from that pressure, and able to find a moment's respite. I guess.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the folks that that make that look good or actually do use that to and get a, an amazing result are the ones that know that the piece is is what. They- their, yeah,
1: because
0: then then you, you see people that can put the mash on the horse and still get a good result because they're maybe they're mashing. It.
1: They're sequencing it. They're sequencing it together enough that the horse yes, is. Even if at the beginning
0: that. they might be like, "Oh my god," you know, versus, of course, I want my horse to be like, "Okay, you're my friend. Show me what to do." someone who is is very skilled can put the mash on so long as when the horse like comes across the piece and you're like that's probably faster well it is i know with the people i know do it and it is faster but i don't know that there's a butt. maybe there isn't a butt. However, <laughs> let's hope I get over this by instead. next week, you guys. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just be sitting on my horse. again.
1: Right. Show canceled. At words least, aren't least enough. At least when I'm
0: with you guys, I can point and wave. <laughs> However.
1: At least you're saying that before yes. the show, yes. before you're here next week. Yes, definitely by then we, we can cancel the show cause you don't have enough words for that day, but you <laughs> clinic must go I'm serious.
0: on. I hope I get over it. I will. I will. Cause you guys will be in front of me. It'll be fine. So I was just going to say that, that I think you come back to, are you doing it for your ego or for your soul? And I guess really before I got the comment that, that, one tempies I don't like that one it looks just like a trick and again from someone that I want to hear about you know then it really has got me thinking It was a while ago it really has got me thinking and then and there were there was more story around it and it had to do with ego why why are we doing but the problem that I keep coming back to is then at which point are we flipping over into that? Because obviously you and are.
1: Our... And and it, how, how egotistic is it to say that person is doing it out of ego? But we I... don't
0: have to do that, I don't think, to have this discussion, though, because... Because we can all think about at which point we flirt with the edge of that.
1: What is Yeah. Yeah. For ourselves, but to to pass on someone that that is for their ego and I am so above that.
0: We do not want to do that. Right? Everybody's entitled to their own evolution. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because of course you guys know this is my channel is called Evolution of a Girl and the reason I chose that handle is, is because that, that is the only thing to hang on to is, is that we are evolving and so I was thinking the other day we're all about evolution here <laughs> it's fine so that's why you can't judge someone because they're we're all entitled to our own evolution thank god but it bears lip service in just in the sense that for us, how do we get things done? And what should we be doing that serves our soul and not just our ego? And then Harvard, you can talk about this because the complete loss of ego is is bad too. So, yeah, and that's, I guess, the exuberance that I was talking about at the top of the show is Zorro's feeling of like he, he it's not like he wanted to be somewhere else. He was like, Whew, let's get back to it. That's what it felt like to me. And, and things were more correct, and things were, meaning that the gymnastics of it were all more correct for the most part. Some of his candid parts were. <laughs> Uh, open your shoulders more.
1: Was it like you just thinking about it less or trying less? It just was falling out naturally.
0: I, w- I guess not necessarily. Although all- yes, because all you have to do with a horse like that is just allow get get the rest of the stuff out of the way, especially one that knows because they've been taught the the things. It was mostly that he was let down about it, but not in a, but I do think that, that that absolutely is as close as we've come today in, in describing what one might like out of it. Meaning if we perceive someone doing one tempies or working a cow or whatever, is it building on the horse's pride? Or is it subjugating them to some degree?
1: That sounds like, I don't think I'm the one to ask about this. What is the appropriate amount of ego? I don't well, think I know what it is. I,
0: I don't imagine that any of us exactly know what it is. I suppose it only, it bears noting that we're not trying to get rid of our ego. Because then we would all yes. be suicidal, which, which is bad. <laughs> Not ideal. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so if we take that extreme of squashing our ego completely, and I guess the reason I was mentioning your, your degree is just in terms of religion. Yeah. And, and yes yeah. the philosophy well, awesome. of like humility, humility, humility to the, to the degree. That then you disappear, which can happen. And I just have certainly have flirted with that at times. And you know, you just naturally, and your friends and everybody around you're like, no, you're you are in the bad weeds now, <laughs> you are in the poison oak, do not go in there. So, where do we find the sweet spot of belonging? belonging in the universe belonging in the world belonging with your horse that we get to say yes we've we have searched and found even if it's just in the moment that perfect balance where we are neither less less than nor more than the the universe. I would say that's probably the part that, that sounds right to me because that's that feeling of harmony.
1: Yeah, that sounds nice.
0: Can you read the last two?
1: Oh, Lisa just said the definition of the ego, a person's sense of self esteem or self importance.
0: Okay, so we can't have no self-esteem. We can't have no we can't have
1: no, no. Can't have oh none God. of that.
0: We have to have some of that. Otherwise we will want to disappear. But it's I think it's it's being a feeling of slotting in and then of course we're of value because we are a part of things. Lisa no Joanne I think when you keep your ego in check you become more willing to work more in harmony with yourself and those around you. Yeah, I guess that's what we're talking about is is keeping it in balance, right? Because we don't want to get it too crazy, meaning too inflated. But, and Michael, this is, you and I have talked about this, but you, it's, it's pretty bad if you get it, un, you know, too far below, state basis as well. Mm-hmm. Nobody really talks about that as much. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard that. No,
1: that's what I was going to say. What's to say ego has to be kept in check? Maybe it needs to be bolstered, you know?
0: Well, the I mean, thing is, I think, is, I think you if your sense of self importance with if your horse and you i think that's probably what we're chipping yeah. away at is how important the the horse is and how they have an equal amount of value to us so so if we think we're so much more yeah. important and we get to do you know especially since we're the leader, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah does that sound right to you guys that it's that what we're trying to slot into the peace that we are rewarding our horse with is a feeling of harmony and balance. Wouldn't it be crazy if that's what Tom was talking about all that? I wish he was alive. There's a few things I, I wish I could ask him about the cribbing say for crying it. out.
1: Say it say it again. What were you what did you just say? I was reading Yogi Jake's comment. Oh. Which is pretty I was just saying that. What, what, be yeah, because you're so the balance
0: is... between the horse and the human, and the, and the humans balance of their ego, so that neither of you are more important. Because we see that too, where people are like, my horse is more important than me, or the horse is more important than this. This fucked up too. It's not not right. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking, what if feel timing and balance? What if that's my balance? Yeah. (gasps) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But
1: yeah, I'm thinking of it all wrong. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Stop using cliches. There's so much so many better words. Their words are just limitless. Oh, I could
0: be swearing so much right now. (laughs) Being in tune, right? So we think of being in harmony, being in tune. Of course, you can't be in tune if your notes are all sharp or flat.
1: I I think slotting in. I mean, if you're all sharp and jagged, this smooth fits right in with that. You're not going to slot in, but I think the way you said it earlier, kind of struck me just where you you're not more than you're not less than you're just slotted to in. where you
0: belong, you're,
1: to where you belong, you're not judging you're comfortable being judged and it's not shaking you. You're not subjecting. You're not being subjected. You're just just existing in harmony.
0: I bet you that's the deal. Is whatever we're, we're teaching our horses or developing our horses to do is it facilitating balance and not physical balance? Oh. Who could conjure Tom Dorn or and or Ray? I'd be um, like guys, Dorn. seriously, we have a whip, a real question. <laughs> so what
1: this is not exactly this is not just some self-indulgent <laughs> counter eat him now
0: but what, whatever we're doing to facilitate the balance and us slotting into the universe with our horses and everything else but it but that rightness that oneness not just with your horse but with the universe so whatever we're doing with our horses is it giving us more of that or are you know are we slotted in there or is it making things wonky
1: trying to objectively look at performing for anyone else or not does this truly feel good to the horse, because I think you could do it, not intending to perform it for someone else, just this thing you and your horse do. And it could very easily, still not be something the horse is feeling that
0: maybe that's what they mean by feel, again, have we all been so screwed up this whole time?
1: Damn it! Well, we just haven't we haven't thought of those words in this conversation, but yeah, that certainly adds dimension to what feel timing and balance. What might have been intended by someone as you know, wide open in his thoughts mm. as Tom was. Yeah,
0: talk about from the lore anyway, not caring we, what <laughs> being like.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we. We get layers on feel. What does the word feel mean where I mean it, or timing? I mean, how many things can there be timing and balance with? And we kind of interpret that down to our one or two situations of which that might apply.
0: What is what we're doing feeling good to our horse? And and then we get into that whole well your horse is your mirror they're going to reflect back to you and and then thinking about like what we've talked about before is the horse is is the ultimate manifestation of nature we've heard other people say that and and so yeah no no wonder if we're above or below that ego line In, in other words out of harmony It's not going to feel good for the horse. Or us, really, that's what I was thinking about, if Jake's still listening. If we're truly centered, there will be feedback regarding that. That's good That's good for me to think of, because then I'm not so paranoid. Oh, my God, you know, as I start doing the higher-level things, we're going to get so far off track now, it's going to be trick training. Maybe I can just sort of meditate a little bit more and be like, what does this feel like? And are we feeling off track or not? Mm-hmm. Lisa says, I think that goes back to is my horse happy? Right. Yeah, because probably from the horse's perspective, it's if we're out of harmony, out of resonance, out of tune, out of our slot, you know, the horse might just be like, oh, you're so loud, you're so annoying. Or they just tune you out and be like, I can't hear you. Thank God you guys are filling in because I know it's uh, terribly inadequate. I should have known we'd get close to something good, though, when I was feeling so lost this morning. It's such a double-edged sword, right? Because the farther off we get into things that are at the edges of consciousness, the more screwed we are in talking about it. Probably, Jake's gonna say, this is why you meditate.
1: Well, that's pretty much what you just said. And what do we do with that feel? Are we making conscious choices or are we just reacting? Reacting in the sense of being reactive or reacting in the sense of kind of operating on instinct? Ooh subconscious, like talking last week.
0: And then I would say this is, this is something I, I would definitely say, and especially getting ready to, to, to go out and, and coach this year. And for those of you guys that hang out with us anyway, this will, this is such a theme, like, because we're never going to prioritize in class for sure. Never going to prioritize the thing over what it feels like. It's just not gonna. It's just not gonna happen. I don't think. So, Jake, I'm wondering if maybe at the very beginning you're sort of reacting in in the horsemanship thing. You, you you might be reacting when you're out of tune. But then, if you practice, part of the deal is to sort of get yourself together, right? So that you're not all over the map. what was his other word but inst- wh- but
1: conscious choices or reacting
0: sure and then what do you do and then that, maybe you know? we get into the, the, yeah. that we have to it's really an experimentation pro- process back to what we were talking about last week needing to practice in private or somehow get into the zone like you do it better when you have a you know group around you that a supportive group sometimes but however we get into the zone, there's really, I suppose, just an experimentation process. You can get to kind of get to where you have some of that centeredness and connection. And then you're willing to experiment and see what happens as you do things
1: with your horses. Okay, so two things Lisa said definitely. I have experienced a time when my horse and I did not feel good about what we were doing. And then Jake followed up. In the sense of being reactive, that would be an edge to me, but if you're acting instinctively from a centered place, I think that's beautiful. So, kind of. Oh, so Jake. Positive or negative? negative connotation to being reactive being instinctive or being edgy
0: yeah so and and it just makes me think of in terms of being reactive it's like when you don't know enough of the mechanics to keep yourself safe then you can't you can't even begin to smooth those out right until until there's enough knowledge to get to that center place. But maybe that goes back to no, because a person who just loves horses can just sit on the fence on a beautiful spring day and listen to the birds and watch the horses grazing and they're going to be in that place. So maybe that's just a tiny version, you know, okay, so how do I catch my horse safely? How do I lead my horse safely? Maybe, and while keeping everything smooth, Maybe it's just the same exact thing once we get to tempies or working a cow, or it's the same difference, it's or it's the same up level.
1: Lynn said, like from the Ruben book, setting up conditions within us and outside us so that creation of art is inevitable. And then Jake's yes, I think you're right on both senses. Maybe it's about knowing where our lane is and doing our best. Okay, but it. yeah,
0: maybe I just, yes the i just right away think okay but how do we grow but maybe that's our lane our, our predestined lane i don't know because that's the hard part is the, to evolve
1: well it did change the metaphor of lane and just say yeah. our space <laughs> a lane sounds i mean it's I, obviously that's the the phrase that's used but if we make that less linear and defined by the sides of the lane and operate in the space we should stay within our space i guess staying within but, it still doesn't suggest yeah, growth
0: you know what it makes me feel think of though is that we all belong we all belong in here. space which is nice to know. Okay. All right. Well, we're over. Thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Okay. So next week we are going to have the schedule is going to be a little screwed up and Michael, I haven't talked to you about my, my schedule, uh, which might be a little, I don't know what we're going to do about the show next week in terms of timing because I don't know that Wednesday morning is going to work at this point. So okay. we will figure something out though. And um, so you guys are going to have to watch my stories. And when we decide on on when we're going to do it, I'll, I'll do a reminder thing. Um, but that will be for next week. And then the week of the 20 something, um, we'll be back to our normal schedule. So that'll be Yep. So Sounds good. watch this space. Everybody have a good week going forward. And if you miss us next week, then we'll be back on our normal schedule, which is Thursday mornings at 6.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right, everybody. 30 Central. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah. Bye.